Welcome to the Big Ball of Twine podcast. This is Randall, and I'm working on episode 11 today. And I have spent a lot of time walking around in a big giant circle, sort of, through a cemetery in my hometown, talking about reality, versions of reality, and people's stories around reality. It's all based around... There's my story, your story, and the story of what really happened. So let's take a, a little walk and um, strap in. I was doing my work yesterday, and I saw some words come across my world and I believe it said, well, it doesn't matter exactly what it said. What I saw was a phrase that I have heard for a long, long time. And that is, there's three sides to every story. My side, your side, and what really happened. And this, for lack of a better term, meme, said it differently. Um, not really that important. But it brought that up for me, and it reminded me of reality and the things that we believe to be true, the things that we believe not to be true, and then the reality of things. This conversation is much deeper than, well, there's an argument, and I believe one thing and you believe another, and then there's like some other kind of reality. This is more about what does reality actually mean and how do we come to be a part of it and how are we intertwined with reality and how are we part of creating reality for the other people around us and how do we interpret reality so I'll bring up an example I was in a conversation with a person 30 25 years ago, about 25 years ago, we were in a disagreement, and this particular person is very, um, what I would call strong-willed, very um, opinionated, let's say. And I, at the time, was not much different than I am now around arguments. It's like, well, all right, you got your thing, and I got my thing. Can we just work it out? And part of that is my Michigan upbringing what people call Michigan nice, the idea that it's just a lot of stuff isn't worth arguing over. And I have carried that through my life. And some of that becomes people-pleasing, and some of it is just, I just kind of subscribe to that. It's not that I necessarily back down. I just lose sight of what the point is of arguing certain things and it just becomes kind of silly to me to do that because in the end we're going to be back where we started from if we're not willing to work it out it's a great part of the movie Apollo 13 where Commander Lovell has gotten into the LEM part of the spacecraft that would land on the moon if they were actually going to go there Lovell is in there with Hayes and um, uh, the other man's name, 
pops out of my head right now, but the two men are arguing about whose fault this is if they're in this spinning tin can um, out of control and crippled in space with really no one there to help them but themselves. And they're arguing. And in the movie, I suppose it's probably made different than what happened. You know, there's the story and then there's what really happened, right? That's kind of part of the example, I guess, without even knowing it. Level interrupts them to say, and these are my words, it's not an exact quote, but hey, look, you guys can bang around in here for 15 minutes and we're still going to be in this tin can hurtling through space in the same situation we were 10 minutes ago or 15 minutes ago. And that's how I kind of looked at things. And I always have. We can yell and scream at each other and we can be upset. But if the goal isn't to work something out, then, then what's the point? We're just going to be back where we started in this place of disagreement. And the reality of the situation is still there. And what I want to say is there, there's two parts to this discussion for me. There's, there's the people involved and the scope of each of their worlds. And then there's the, the scope that is sort of this ethereal idea of reality. The ways that we create that from our experiences and the way that we fight it and argue with it and create suffering from it instead of walking with it and accepting it and, and then coming from a place of, uh, well, just acceptance, an acceptance of reality as it is, not as how we want it to be or expect it to be or would like it to be a dream of reality. So let's just talk about people for a minute. The, the people part of this is pretty simple for me to understand, but it took a long time to get here. Anytime there's a thing that happens and I observe it, I am part of it in some way. I bring that experience into my world wrapped in all of my experiences. So the easiest way to say this is if I see uh, something happen on the street between two people, I might have a reaction to it very different than the reaction you have because maybe you were born in, into a world of, uh, well, reality is you were born into a different world and so you are going to see it differently. We might agree that they're shouting at each other, but you might think they're they're shouting um, because they're happy. And I might see it as they're about to kill each other or those are two kind of extremes. But we're never going to agree on what exactly is happening because we are not in that situation. We are not one of those people. And so we are wrapping that incident, that thing in a, a, a wrapper of our experiences. And there's no way to do it otherwise. You cannot come from anywhere but your own experience. 
no matter what that experience is. And it's not good or bad. It just is. It is the experience that you bring to the world. I think the challenge then is to understand what that entails. What does that actually mean in in how we accept the world, how we see the world, how we challenge the world, how we delve into the world's ideas, how do we confront the world, how do we accept the world, the world of reality. So if we bring that to the table, and if we just can simply accept that everybody has their own way that we walk in the world and see the world and accept the world and understand it, can we then give ourselves the ability to see it as the way that it is for us? And we're not judging it. We're not saying one person's way is better than another. We're not making ourselves try to bend to another person's way of seeing things. We're just accepting that this is how it is. This is, for, for the sake of this conversation, this is the reality we bring to the world. So my reality is I was born in this place. I have these teachings that I was exposed to. Some of them I took in, some of them I didn't. I come from a place of all of my experiences and all of my learned and uh, unconscious biases, all of my understandings, be they incorrect or accurate, but that all comes to play into a certain moment. So if two people are walking down the street and they bump into each other because the sidewalks narrowed up because there's trash cans on the sidewalk and one's not paying attention because they're on the phone. The other one's listening to a podcast, <laughs> say, um, what is that actually going to look like when they bump into each other? Well, it's going to look like this. It's going to look like two people bumping into each other. That's it. That's the reality of it. That's all there is to it. If you separate out all of the dynamics of what we think about things and then feel about these things, the simple issue or thing or incident or opportunity is that two people have looked into each other. Everything after that, if there's kind of dialogue or... Uh, friction or maybe nothing comes of it, but the two people have thoughts about that. That all becomes about the two people involved now. That's a that's where we bring our experience of the world. So if I bump into someone because I'm listening to a podcast or I'm recording one, I might come from a place of anger or frustration because that person wasn't paying attention. That person might be angry or frustrated because I wasn't paying attention, uh, which might be accurate in both cases. 
But then we get into what are the other possibilities of thought? Well, one might feel attacked. One might feel disregarded or disrespected. Race might come into it. Gender might come into it. Ability might come into it. Biases from past incidents or biases from older situations that have nothing to do with the situation but are now going to come into play. All of those things become now part of this bumping into each other reality. And I know this is a really simple example, but this is, this is how I can look at this situation and dissect it down and notice how it plays out in bigger situations, more powerful situations, let's say, more with more weight or more potential for weight, let's say. Because we got to remember that reality is what it is, and reality doesn't have weight until we place weight on it. Like right at this moment, I am walking through my local cemetery, and the reality is there are people buried here, and some of them I know, or used to know. And when I come through this space, am I, what weight am I bringing to this? What predetermined thing am I bringing to this? Uh, am I sad? Am I happy? Am I noticing that uh, some headstones have more flowers than others? And is that a thing? Is that something that's important in my judgments? I notice there's one that looks brand new right there. And like like maybe yesterday that they were placed in the ground because the dirt is high. It's not flattened out yet. And there's no grass in the place of where they were buried. All of what I'm seeing is an example of how we as people look at things and fit them into our realities. So one of my realities about cemeteries is when I was a kid, they scared me. And as a Boy Scout, one of the things we did one night was to go out and shovel snow for people who couldn't do it for themselves. Um, I lived in Michigan, and when it snowed, the Boy Scouts would go out with their shovels, and we would just shovel people's driveways. We didn't even ask. We just did it. And we'd shovel their walks and their driveways, and we didn't do it for money. We did it as service. Our troop leader or whatever he was called at the time would say, okay, snow's coming tomorrow. I want everybody to meet here, and we're going to do this neighborhood today, and then we'll see how far we get, and then we'll go have hot chocolate or something at the local little donut store. And so cemeteries came into play because we often would walk past the cemetery to get to a neighborhood. And in the wintertime, that cemetery looked really scary to me. And my parents didn't really explain cemeteries to me. They just, I don't know, they just assumed I knew what one was, I guess. But to me, they were just places where people were buried. And I'd seen enough scary movies because my parents didn't filter anything when I was little. I'd already seen enough movies that people came out of the ground and, you know, this was way before, like, the whole zombie thing. It's just a good example of what I bring to what I think. And 
another good example is I bring to this podcast my life experiences, my world of understanding of things is partly how I get to this place. You know, there's like a million different ways I could have ended up here um, or not ended up here. Let's say one morning I decide to make French toast for my girls and that's the day that if I didn't make French toast for my girls, I would have been hit by a truck riding my bicycle to work and been hurt or killed. And my whole life's trajectory changes. And maybe because of that, I'm not standing here today. I'm not walking through the cemetery, but I'm in a wheelchair or I'm in, in the ground here at the cemetery, right? So all of that said, that's the people part of it. That's the we bring ourselves to a situation with the metaphorical backpack of all of our stuff that we understand as the way things are and our beliefs, our biases, our just our life experiences and what they have taught us and what we've chosen to hold on to. The other part of it then is if you multiply that by two, you have two infinite varieties of people bringing their experiences together in a moment of time. And their moment of time then is brought together with all of their experiences. It's tied together now. And how they respond to each other is entirely related to their experiences in life. Like I said, it could be this bumping into each other. It could get out. It could spiral out of control into a fight because one person feels threatened because of the world they grew up in or the understanding of reality they have in this moment. And in this moment, they feel threatened. And the other person is not coming from that space and now feels defensive. Hey, you, you're misunderstanding me. You're not understanding what's going on here. Now it's a fight over who understands what. And it's just... It brings to bear all of these moments of time. And it's a big thought. It's a big, it's a big ask to notice how you show up in the world in any given moment. It's a big ask. How am I showing up in this moment walking through the cemetery? Well, really right this moment, I'm just walking along in this little road that goes between all the little plots, all the places of grass where the people have been buried. And I don't have much impact, let's say. But if I start to dig up headstones or knock over the flowers, well, my impact becomes different. And now there's a reality I'm creating that becomes, when we bring all this to bear in a moment, we then get back to this, the other part of this, which is the reality we bring to bear all our experiences, all our time, all of our biases come in that moment. And it's going to place a paintbrush of color over that moment. My paintbrush of color and that other person's paintbrush of color is going to color this reality. And that's where it gets tricky because if our realities are vastly different, it becomes a problem. 
not because reality is a problem, but because we are the problem. We are the frustration. We are the anger. We are the feeling disregarded. We are the frustrated. We are the unable to see the world clearly, to see reality clearly. Reality is simple. It's basic. It's simple. In this case, two people are just going to bump into each other, and that's all there is to it. It doesn't matter if there's intention, because intention comes from people's experiences. And you never know someone's intention, even if you ask them. It's hard to articulate intention. Unless it's my intention is to knock you into the street, and I tell you, well, my intention was to knock you into the street. How are you going to know that? And even then, that moment of time where I'm not, maybe I'm watching this and I see that person knock this other person into the street, and I acknowledge that that's what happened, can we then step back for a second and notice how does a person get to a place in their life where that is the, the intention? How do we look at that and notice that that's where the person is? This is the moment in time that they push someone into the street. It's very simple. Reality is very simple. The reality is two people walking down the sidewalk, they bump into each other. Everything after that is the chaos that they create or the peacefulness they create or the nothingness of that moment they create. And all of that comes from how we approach the world. How are we conditioned? How are we accepting of the world? How are we wanting the world to be? How are we not wanting the world to be? It's very simple to understand if you step back for a moment and look at the thing that's happening and say to yourself, that is the thing that's happening. Take a moment. Understand that everything after this is on me. It's on me to to notice how I feel about it based on the thoughts I'm bringing up in my mind or, or unconsciously bringing up. I feel pretty passionate about this part of the podcast because to me, this is the roots of all conflict. This is the place where the moment in time in every piece of reality where the road diverges in one way or a hundred other ways. Is this moment in time going to be peaceful, understanding, caring, compassionate, decent, or is this moment in time going to be the millions of other things it could be? And most of them are not peaceful or or compassionate. And I know that it is sometimes difficult for us to move out of that space and feel about something in a different way than we're used to. I get that. Certainly, I have my ways 
that I respond out of reactivity before I'm able to step back and take that moment to notice what is exactly happening. So that kind of brings us around full circle to what started this with this saying, there's three versions of a story. There's my story, your story, and what really happened. And I, I just want to circle back because the person that I originally brought up into this who believes their story is always the reality and has a very difficult time stepping out of the place of they know what's going on and they have their way as the highway, so to speak. That is a place that I used to allow that person to take that control, to, to, to take that point of view and make it the reality for both of us. And that is on me. That is on my teachings. That is on me. That is not to say anything about that person. They have their way, and that's the way that they are. And just like we talked about, there's the reality of this person as they are. And how will I then deal with that person from my point of view, from my space? And, and certainly, I have in the past been very uh, reluctant to stand in my power and my strength and my voice and very reluctant to make waves. But even if we take that out of it, even if we take the Michigan nice out of the equation, I was giving up part of myself every time that happened. And that happened hundreds and hundreds of times. And there is a sadness that comes up in me over that. There is a disappointment in myself. There are regrets around that. And those are all stories. Those are all just stories because it's all a story of something that happened, which it doesn't exist anymore. It's just this ethereal, magical thing we call memory. And we paste on all these words and thoughts and feelings to a memory, and then we just go with it. And that's the way that memory is forever. And we don't go back and look at the reality of that situation, whatever that is. And in my case, what we're talking about is kind of giving up my space and my power in a discussion or argument because I was raised in a way that taught me not to stand in my power, not to stand in my space and own it and say, this is how it is for me. And I hear how it is for you, but this is how it is for me. And this is how I'm going to go from here instead. Okay. Well, your way is that way. And let's just go that way. And I, even saying that out loud feels very sad to me and very disappointing because a great deal of my life has been that way. And like everything in people's lives, there's always that if I had done it differently thing, but I couldn't have done it differently and I didn't do it differently. And that is how I end up here walking through the cemetery discussing how this is. For me, how this is for me. And I guess in a way that's me standing in my power. In a, in a way it's me expressing something out loud so I can get a better view of it. But in the long run, in the bigger picture, it's a it's an example for 
you to hold on to and maybe relate to and maybe you can find a way to make that different for you in whatever way that is. Maybe you're the person that thinks your way is the highway and maybe you can understand that the reality of things is just simply there are facts to things and then we take on all this junk, put frosting all over that cake until we can't see the cake anymore and then it's not the cake anymore, it's just the big pile of frosting and we don't even know what's underneath anymore. What's the question people say? What kind of cake is that? Because the frosting doesn't tell you. The frosting is all the stuff we put on it. It could be a cake made of, you know, it could be a cake that we don't like, but man, that frosting looks pretty good. And we're just hoping that cake is good underneath. But do we, do we know what the cake is? No, we don't know what the cake is. So we, we guess that what it is. We start to create a story. I would really like that to be chocolate cake. I would really like that to be, you know, angel food cake or yellow cake or white cake. And all of that is speculation because all we see is the frosting. It's kind of a interesting metaphor that I've just come up with, but that's how reality is. Reality is the cake covered with all the frosting and we can cover reality quickly and unconsciously and with great skill so that we can fit these things that we understand onto the thing we don't necessarily understand. So there's three sides to every story. There's my story that I'm saying right now and there's your story that you're creating in your mind about what I'm saying, and then there's the reality. And the reality is a man walking sort of in big circles through a cemetery on a cold January morning with frost on the grass. That's it. And he's talking to himself, wandering in big circles, basically. And with that, I'll... I'll say to you, thank you for coming in, spending a little bit of time while I amble through this cemetery, and I'll see you next time. Hey, thanks for listening today. Hope you come back. Please uh, select the follow or subscribe button on your way out. And if you have a question or comment you'd like me to know about or answer in a future podcast, send that to bbotpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for dropping in, and we'll see you again soon. Be kind to yourself and be kind to others.